Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. Up first is our news and notes. With the news and notes, I'm never going to break any news. This is just me giving the last reactions to the news stories that's already happened. So in movie news, Disney dropped the Cruella DeVille poster and movie trailer. And after I saw it, I was like, this is a great movie for like, if they made this another character instead. Like I could see uh, a friend of mine said that it reminded her of Harley Quinn. And I was thinking to myself, hey, uh, my buddy is right. But I could see Harley Quinn only doing this amount of evil with the under the influence of the Joker. So it would be a nice Joker and Harley Quinn movie, I think. Not a Cruella DeVille movie. It seems like she's doing wanton crime. And it kind of makes her really cool. But then we kind of forget that she's a puppy murderer. And I'm not a big fan of forgetting that she's a puppy murderer. I get it that this is how she becomes that person. I don't know if I want to watch a movie where I'm like rooting on this awful absolutely terrible person but then again she's not a terrible person yet i don't know i'm just all i'm all types of confused about this movie what i will say is that the 101 dalmatians cruella deville was fucking perfect from that live action movie and because we already have that movie i don't think we need a cruella deville origin story trying to think of another villain that needs an origin story from disney gizma if you want to do an origin story of an old villain uh, because Yzma is terrible because she's, you know, a cartoon comedy villain. But that's the point. I'd love to see the origins of her and Kronk's relationship. Like, when did she meet him? Are they related? Is he just like her pool boy? But I mean, it looks good as far as the movie doesn't look like a bad movie. It just, if you change the name, it would be a better movie. <laughs> In wrestling news, the Women's Eliminator Tournament has progressed, and Maki Ito is out of the tournament, therefore I'm no longer interested in uh, the Japanese side of the bracket. I love Aja Kong, she's getting a little long in the tooth. I can only see, the the only cool thing you can get from Aja Kong winning the whole women's side, which I think she's going to do, is that she's going to take on, she's going to take on Nyla Rose probably, and that sounds awesome. That's going to be a big ass hoss match, and that would be really cool to watch. And I'm sure it'll be really cool for Nia Rose also to go up against somebody like Aja Kong, who's like a legend. So yeah, that is the only real benefit of, of her winning. But Maki Ito, especially after having that amazing match that was so fun to watch. Unfortunately, um, you have to go on YouTube and go out of your way to watch the Women's Eliminated Tournament Japanese bracket. But looking at how it was shot and looking at the fact that there's like no no audience in that arena and it's just like in a training gym... I could see them not wanting to promote that on their main television show and come off as Bush League. Game news. Nintendo dropped a uh, direct right on the birthday of a friend of mine who was really into Nintendo. So, so yeah, happy birthday, Fran. The best news that came out of that Nintendo direct was that Mario Golf is going to be amazing. Growing up, I had Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color. It stole many summer nights from me because I was just enthralled with it for some reason. And... I don't like watching golf in real life. I think the only place that golf should be, personally, is in video game form, in wacky modes, or as mini golf. I think mini golf should replace regular golf. It'll make it a hell of a lot more entertaining to watch. Instead of watching a bunch of people really quietly hit a white ball so far that you can barely see it when it hits the ground, and then they hit it again, golf courses are a waste of space. And I think that if you made every real, like, if you made every pro golfer go up against a windmill, like, that's where the skill's at. Anybody can hit a ball far, but can you defeat a windmill? Also, they have this kind of crazy golf mode in Mario Golf where you can hit the golf ball and you can hit it with all your friends. It's like a wacky, crazy, ridiculous rules golf where everything goes. And you can run to your ball with super power-ups. And Wario's wearing a cowboy hat. But yeah, that was the news and notes. Now on to the show proper. 
These are straight off the top of the dome. I tell you what I think about these episodes as soon as I watch them. So I don't know anybody else's theories. I don't know anybody else's stuff. This is entirely fresh and new as far as my opinion. WandaVision always shakes it up. In this episode, I think we do have our Mephisto. There was a lot of speculation that, oh, this person is Mephisto, that person is Mephisto. A lot of people think Agnes is Mephisto, and it's like, no, Agnes is Agnes. There's a, there's a, you know, witch named Agnes in the comics. It was kind of punctuated in this episode by her being a witch for Halloween. That's just Agnes, who I love, and she continues to be beloved in this episode, even though she scared the shit out of me. It's a Malcolm in the Middle type show, and it's from the perspective of the kids, which I think is very interesting. I think it's, that shows you two things. One, that Billy is very powerful. And two, Wanda's kind of losing control of her own show. She doesn't really even have control over her own kids. Um, the Mephisto thing, I'm not too excited about the Mephisto thing because I like the idea that Wanda's badass and powerful enough to do everything, all of this herself. Um, a lot of people were complaining that, oh, I don't like the fact that Wanda's the villain here and that, oh, a woman, a woman's emotions is what made this problem. And it's like, listen... This is no different than the Punisher getting pissed off that his family died and proceeding to murder a bunch of people. Women grieve too. Let us grieve. I like that she's super powerful and able to do all this stuff and become a badass villain. Um, too many people are scared to make women awesome villains. I love when you get a really cool female villain and she's really powerful. Like, I was a big fan of Hela in, um, in the Thor Ragnarok. I just wish she had more to do. I wish she had more of a point. This is the goddess of death, and what are you doing with her? She's just kind of a B-plot villain, which is kind of lame. Wanda is losing a little bit of control of her show, and I think that Pietro is Mephisto. These little um, come-to-Jesuses, these very special moments he has with Wanda throughout the episode make me think that, yeah, he's trying to control things and trying to push Wanda in a certain direction. He's not necessarily in control of the whole thing. He still needs Wanda to power the situation, which I think the whole your power thing, where, like, you can't get into the jar of your own power because uh, somebody else is feeding off of it, makes me think that everybody in this town, especially the extras that are just set dressing on the outskirts of town, are suffering. They're all starving to death. Because when do you see them eat? When does Wanda let them? Because Wanda was like, oh, I don't have control over everybody. I don't I don't have control over when they, you know, go to the dentist and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you also don't let them do all these things either. The thing is, they've only been in there for maybe about three days tops. It's not that bad. It's three days tops where a new episode airs about every half an hour. Vision decides, hey, I'm going to go and do some exploring. And again, Wanda's losing control of things. She lost control of the Vision here. Vision was never really under her control. I think that's partially because Vision was, you know, Vision had the Mind Stone. He's able to think for himself because he had the Mind Stone. He doesn't have it anymore, but we, st we do know that because he did have it, it affected both him and Wanda. He decides to do some exploring. He goes to the outskirts of town and he sees people that are just extras uh, who are stuck in their animation loops, which was terrifying. Seeing the lady cry, oh my god, that was heartbreaking. And you're like, oh, how, how long has she been doing the same thing over and over? Like, Imagine you're out of shape like me and you do jazzercise for 30 seconds and you want to die immediately. Imagine doing jazzercise this entire time doing different animation loops your life must suck and again it makes me think of the you know the kid on the island who's starving to death wanda doesn't tell people to eat wanda's playing a very powerful uh, version of the sims she's not able to control everybody else so the people that she can control 
they kind of go on their own and do their own thing sometimes anyway. And she gets frustrated and goes, God damn it, I want to turn off free will, but I can't. You know what I want to see now? I definitely want to see more people playing The Sims as Wanda and Vision. I would love to see screen caps of that. I might do a search of it later just to see if people are doing it because that sounds rad. And that sounds like um, a Twitch stream that I would watch. So even though Vision is fucking off, Pietro kind of steps in the way to stop Wanda from like chasing him and goes, I'll be a father figure for these kids. And what's funny about that and what's cute about that is that uh, Tommy has super speed as well. He dresses uh, dresses up as Quicksilver from the comics, with complete with dumb hair, dresses up speed to look just like him. And this is something that's in the comics, that, that's comics accurate as well. Speed's costume is not one-to-one the same as Quicksilver's, but it is very much the same color scheme and based on his uncle's costume, which is very cute. I enjoyed that. We go to the outside world and... Monica's like, listen, all right, you can't be doing this shit. You can't just go around trying to kill Wanda because if Wanda dies, what happens to all the people inside that simulation? We don't know if they're going to just blip out of existence or if they just fucking, we don't know what happens to this world. Does the bubble stay up? The reason why we find out the military is trying to kill Wanda is because they don't want Wanda. They want to take Vision. They want to, oh, they, they use the excuse of she's using Vision against, you know, his living will so that he don't want to be used as a weapon after death. But that's exactly why we want him. We're TV military. You know what that means. We're going to take Vision and we're going to make him a weapon to deploy in one of our wars. Just like in Jurassic World, when we took the dinosaurs and we're like, yes, we want dinosaurs to fight in the wars. You mean people in, on the other side of the, in the war zone don't have guns and can't just shoot the dinosaurs? No. This one makes a little more sense though, because Vision is a marvel of machinery. When, when Wanda picked up his corpse and found it, they disassembled him. So I'm sure that they were studying what he's made of, what's, you know, how to make more robot men why else would you make robot men combat to be weapons so that you can save people and just send robots in there instead um but i'm like wait a minute isn't this how this is how you get terminator don't don't do a terminator guys but they're like we haven't seen terminator and will not learn from the mistakes even if we did you know how in jaws when they're like there's a shark out there and they keep reopening the beach that's how uh, robots keep taking over. No, nobody learns from Terminator. Also, the military guy like comes from Monica's throat. Like, you suck. You never had the what it takes to be a military person. Um, we're glad you weren't here where your mom died. And before Monica could punch him like she ought to, they said, hey, you know what? Get rid of these three people because for some reason, we also have to get rid of Wu and the quirky chick, which... Yeah, I wanted you to get rid of her too. You need her for the scientific bullshit because apparently there's nobody else that can do that. Uh, even though you called in a bunch of scientists. And also, you, Wu, what did he do? What did sweet angel baby Wu do to deserve to be, like, removed? Why is Why did you guys just assume that they were a squad? This is whole scene with the military is weird and dumb and it makes the military look really fucking stupid. But, of course, um, the heroes are like, fuck that, we're not leaving. We're gonna stay and wreak havoc. They get taken outside and, of course... Monica and uh, Wu beat some ass. And the quirky girl's like, look, I'm a, I'm a scientist, not a fighter. And then goes, I'm going to hack into some computers real quick and figure out everything. And she does, because that's how computers work in fiction. And she figures out that they want vision. And they figured out that they're tracking vision. And that vision is on the outskirts of town. What is he doing? Well, he wants to see what there is beyond. Wanda tells the kids, hey, don't go past Ellis Street. I believe it was the street. And so Vision is like, yeah, but why not? And he starts to go over there. Then like Wanda's like, hey, um, Vision told me he was going to be in the neighborhood. Watch. And Herb's like, nah, we can fix that if you want. Do you want something changed? Again, I think this is Mephisto's influence. Did you not like that, Wanda? Shit, we should, we should do that again. It, it becomes It's a Good Life again from the Twilight Zone. Agnes got lost 
driving around. Me and my buddies, uh, after this episode ended, kind of sat around and talked about it. And something they noticed was that Agnes doesn't have a license and that they came here because of a missing persons case. What if Agnes is not from here, that she's just visiting? Or maybe she just works in town and she hasn't come back. Or because the town disappeared, oh my God, where the fuck is Agnes? And because she had no driver's license, people were like, God damn it, that means she's Mephisto. Guys, calm down. Not everybody drives, especially in the tri-state area. In New Jersey, maybe. But if she was just visiting a friend, I can see her getting picked up by said friend, spending some time with them there. Or maybe she's just in a neighborhood because, like I said, she works there. Maybe she took a carpool in to, <laughs> to Westview. Who knows? There's a lot of reasons of how she got here. It doesn't automatically make her Mephisto. You know who I think is Mephisto? The motherfucker that's talking to her like he's Mephisto, which is Quicksilver. He's giving her all these talks and telling her things that only Quicksilver would know, but she's not making him know those things. So yeah, this is Mephisto. Especially at the end when he's like, what, you're going to stop your, you know, your already dead husband from dying again? That is a Mephisto line. That is something somebody who knows what's going on would say. It's him. He's Mephisto. It's, it's Quicksilver. And because she knows now that something's up with him, I think he is going to change his form. Maybe he'll leave uh, Quicksilver to be puppeted. But he's going to change his form like, shit, she knows too much is up with me. I'm going to become, uh, and he kind of looks around, uh, fuck, I need to become somebody. Uh, your dad. Your dad comes to town. And it's Magneto. And <laughs> I'm going to just pretend to be him. And she's like, you're not my dad. And he's like, yup, I totally am, though. There was a lot of uh, contrivances in the Marvel Universe about Wanda and Magneto being related. So first it was like, oh, here's Wanda and Pietro. Then it was like, then Magneto was like, guess what? I'm your dad. And they were like, whoa. And Quicksilver looks at Magneto and then looks at himself and goes, yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> right. Then they're like, okay. In the newer movies, they, and I think it was the, in the like X-Men first class universe, they mentioned when Pietro is like playing video games downstairs and being that kid. Right. And he also, he's super bored because he goes so fast in this universe. He spends a lot of time with the kids because, well, especially one that can go fast, but now, now he's not bored. He has a friend. He has, you know, his nephew. They mentioned that, oh, my dad, you know, I'm, he, that he was pretty much the product of like a one night stand or something like that, where his dad left. Magneto kind of gets vibes that oh no, this is my son in that movie, but doesn't really say anything. They kind of allude to it in the movie. But then, because the situation happened where Marvel couldn't get the rights from Fox to do the X-Men, so they were like, shit, we gotta make the X-Men not exist. So they started killing off tons of X-Men characters in, in the books and going, yeah, we're gonna make a, a gas that kills all the mutants and makes people into Inhumans because, god damn it, the Inhumans are gonna be the new X-Men. We're gonna make this work. The Inhumans flopped tremendously. So they were like, shit, 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 what do we do, what do we do? Uh, the X-Men are back, y'all. Yeah. Because they had to write the X-Men out, but they had Wanda and Pietro. They said, hey, you know what? Magneto's not the father. They're, and they've been yo-yoing with this. It, Magneto's the dad, Magneto's not the dad, forever. So I could definitely see them yo doing that in this and making Mephisto take the guise of Magneto and going, yeah, I'm your dad. And she's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. And they waffle about it in the show. Um, so that's my prediction. Magneto uh, is the new uh, host for Mephisto because she knows that something's up with Quicksilver. Back to Agnes. Agnes had gotten lost on the perimeter. She said, I don't know where the main square is. I got lost. And Vision's like, in your hometown? And that's because it's not her hometown. This is something me and my friends scrummed about. Like I said, um, she's not from here, which that's genius. She also goes, am I dead? Because you're dead. Am I in, am I in hell? And it, 
that's a great question. Again, it reminds me of another um, Twilight Zone episode. I think it's called uh, Four Souls in Search of an Exit is the name of that episode of Twilight Zone. There are a bunch of characters in a cylinder and they do not know how they got there or how they can get out. I'm not going to spoil what happens, so definitely go and check that out. But the first thing that they think is, this is hell. Vision, like, brain zaps her and she goes to being trapped inside of her own body. He did this to uh, Norm, who killed it with that. Um, just because uh, Vision can kind of snap people out of it. But he doesn't because he's like, holy shit, when I do that, they panic. I'm sure people are thinking, why does a vision just kind of unzap everybody and overwhelm Wanda? Well, we don't know what that, what kind of damage that can do to Wanda. Uh, and also, you don't want to have a mass panic on your hands and people running through that field and getting hurt. Being in that field and getting bombarded with radiation changes people. And Monica, going through it, has to begin to change her. Uh, if you are familiar with the comics already, you know that Monica Rambo is the second Captain Marvel. She got her powers. Uh, she was bombarded with a field of energy. What are her powers? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to wait and see. But um, I thought that was interesting. And also, guess who else? This is my another prediction of mine. Guess who else got bombarded with radioactive waves? The fucking Fantastic Four. Where else would a family of four be living but a town like this, right? Maybe you have a guy who is, maybe you have a guy who works for S.H.I.E.L.D., who builds, who builds machines and stuff, and maybe you have a guy who works for S.W.O.R.D., who happens to live in this town, and he's a genius, and he was building, you know, he, he's helping them build spacecrafts, but he woke up one morning in Wandaverse, and his name is Reed Richards. His friend is, like, sleeping on their couch for a while because he's trying to get his life together and back on track after he lost his job at the school as a football coach. The brother also lives with them because... Rent is hard right now, and he's like, fuck it. Instead of moving back in with mom and dad, I'm gonna move in with you, sis, and your husband. And the mom is just, you know, the standard run-of-the-mill housewife. They get bombarded by these rays, and maybe this is a family that tries to escape, gets bombarded again, and boom, they're the Fantastic Four. Because the idea of the Fantastic Four getting hit with radio radi radiation in a spaceship in the year 2020, just is just not, it doesn't make sense. Their origin story is outdated. And this is a perfect way to modernize it. And they got the Fantastic Four back, so why the fuck not? This does not mean you should make a Fantastic Four movie. Because nobody wants to see a Fantastic Four movie. They killed that license as far as movies. But you can make a show about it, and you can then introduce Doctor Doom into this universe. Hell, maybe Doctor Doom, maybe he's like the figurehead prince or king of this town that got destroyed by Iron Man and he also wants revenge. Maybe it took a while because he was off at, in one of those Doctor Strange temples learning magic. And then when he went back to civilization, he burned his fucking face with a mask. Or fuck, maybe that's why Doctor Doom went to the Doctor Strange temple in the first place because fix my face, I'm so vain, please fix my face. And I'm gonna learn magic to fix my face. Just like Doctor Strange wants to learn magic to fix his hands. So yes, that's... You, you set everything up so well that I can see that's how they can bring in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Boom. Mutants. Because why not give everybody that lived in this town the X-Gene, including all these kids? First of all, where do all these kids come from? Did Wanda just make more kids because there are no kids in this town and all of a sudden there's a ton of kids? Are they being pulled from somewhere else or did Mephisto make hallucination, hallucinogenic children? Or were all the kids stuck 
in the outskirts where they were doing the same thing over and over. Mephisto's like, shit, we need kids for this uh, Halloween scene. The episode ends with Wanda getting real pissed because Vision decides, I'm gonna go outside this bubble. Fuck, what's the worst that can happen? Oh yeah, I can die. <laughs> so he tears himself from this bubble and watching him tear himself out of this bubble was really painful to watch. And Wanda gets real mad. She gets big mad because Billy is like, uh, mom, something's up on the outskirts of town. Dad is in pain. Tiger mom whips out her claws and goes, what the fuck did I say? What did I say, military? That's it. I'm not playing around no more. Instead of bringing him into my bubble, I'm going to make the bubble come to you. And she turned on the, she turned the military guys into clowns and all their stuff into like a circus. So we're definitely probably going to get a carnival episode in our 2000 sitcom, which I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. But oh my God, now that I think about it, it's going to be like the Vampire Diaries or something because that was all the rage, right? Like those kind of sitcoms where things were supernatural. Oh man, the kids are going to be teenagers in the next one and it's going to be like the Vampire Diaries or something like that. I, I feel that in my bones that that's what's going to happen. Those shows didn't go away. They just lasted for a billion seasons. I don't think Vampire Diaries is still around, but Teen Wolf definitely happened. Get ready for Speed to become uh, a vampire. Uh, bring it on. I totally 100% accept that. And that's why it's a circus because something supernatural is happening at the circus. I 100% like feel it in my bones. Also, the quirky girl gets sucked into the portal as well. So I was like, oh, quirky girl's in there. What role will she play? Will she have control over herself? Because Wanda, again, Wanda's power is, she's powerful, but she's not able to control everything at once. So will this dilute some of her powers? That's WandaVision and we're back on our bullshit with the boys. So we start season two off and it's a slower start than the last season started, but it does get you ready and get you pumped for more boys goodness. We got our boy Gus, who it's going to take me a second to, to like figure out his name in this show, but for now he's like Mr. Vaught. <laughs> He's not really. He explains the real Mr. Vaught later that he he was making Compound V during World War II. And there was, in fact, a super soldier character, a Captain America character that who who used it. So it's very much like what if the super soldier serum was still around making super soldiers, which does actually happen. Um, there was a whole comic about that where especially they used to test it on prisoners. And that's when we got the first black Captain America. Uh, they probably didn't even say he was superhuman. They were just like, oh man, this soldier boy character, first of all, I'm sure he, uh, he, as soon as he saw a Nazi, he Superman that hoe. And I'm sure he cranked that all over Hitler. I'm sure he had the Compound V situation and he just said, oh man, he's just a fantastic soldier. He's just an exceptional dude. Because I'm pretty sure, like, back then, if he was out here shooting lasers out of his eyes, things would have been like, whoa. Especially because, like, this is the precursor to the Compound V we have today that can make variations in powers. That does make me wonder, can you order, like, a different, a certain Compound V thing? Like, man, you know what I would like for my kid? Because I'm worried about him falling off of a swing and busting his head open. I would like him to have Gecko's power. I think his nickname was Gecko. Or some kind of lizard. And I would like him to have that power so that if he falls off a swing set and busts his head open, he can just grow it back. Yeah, that's what I want from my kid. I just don't want him to get hurt. Black Noir is out here hunting terrorists, and he takes out the explosive terrorist character. It was cute to see him trying to come up with, like, they really humanized him right before they murdered the shit out of him. Black Noir is terrifying. He's, like, has chunks of him missing, and he's still just chilling, which is why when I saw Gecko later, I was like, yo, Gecko is Black Noir, holy shit. And I still think that's true because um, he's a random dude that kind of wanders around the building who works in Vought and he has a certain level of clearance. Starlight's like, hey, can I get some clearance, Gecko? And he's like, sure, yeah, we're friends. We went to Bible school together or Bible camp. And she's like, nah, we're not, we're not anything. 
And it's like, damn, we're not even acquaintances? We're not even old acquaintances? Former acquaintances? No, nothing. It's really weird to see Starlight this cold. But, I mean, she learned it from watching Huey, right? And she pulls a Huey just the way she talks to the gecko guy. But I think that's Black Noir. Because we see Black Noir, like, chunks of him is missing. And I'm pretty sure the next time you see him, he's fine. And also, he doesn't really seem to mind that chunks of him are missing. Another thing is he doesn't talk. Which is, like... So you can't hear this guy's voice coming out of him. He also wears a head-to-toe outfit. I think that this whole thing with Black Noir is... I, I think Gecko knew he was being followed. Allowed everything that happened to happen. So that they can get Starlight locked down. And like, I know characters have similar powers. I mean, there was that baby that has blue laser vision. Kind of like um, Homelander. But who knows if that kid has flight or super strength or whatever. It seems the fact that they combined a bunch of powers is a big deal. And I think that the super strength... And the um, durability was like Soldier Boy's original powers. That's kind of just in every formula of Compound V. Huey and Starlight meet up together. They do this really cool juxtaposition of scenes where Starlight is in her badass penthouse and Huey is in a random basement getting ready for the day. And then they meet up with each other and, you know, share information on a subway train. Subway train is the worst place to find to find privacy. Like, I've seen a lot of weird shit happening on subways and people just recording it on their phones. And the people being recorded don't even give a fuck. Especially when anybody around you could be a member of, of Vought going to work. She's just out here talking about Compound V out in the open. Um, and they're also saying, like, you know, she, he, wants a, he wants a sample of it so they can go, ha- go ahead and move forward. Huey is trying his best and failing at being the leader of this group. Because Huey, even though he has his heart's in the right place, he doesn't have the spine for what needs to be done. And he hasn't been doing this for long, right? So it, he's not out here with the brains to do it either. Also, he doesn't have the connections. They have a funeral for Translucent, finally. And there's a, just an empty coffin. Translucent's body's not in there because he is very visible chunks. So I guess they wanted to send him out cl- in a classy way. They also use his funeral as propaganda to get into the military. Talk about gross. And in Starlight, of course she can sing, right? She went to Miss Superhero pageant. She probably needed a talent other than powers for those talent portions of those beauty pageants. The Deep continues to hit rock bottom, really gets super drunk, sees that he's cut out of photos, gets super drunk, and decides to go to a water park where he's just yelling at children. (laughs) He gets bailed out of jail by this one guy named, like, Eagle the Archer, who's, you know, pretty much like Hawkeye. But this guy kind of apparently had to go to therapy or a cult, question mark, to understand that his powers wasn't shitty. Which is always a thing. Like, people see the Avengers and they're like, what is Hawkeye doing here? He's so fucking lame. Hawkeye's thing is not just that he can shoot arrow good. If I remember right, he also has really good aim. And he's also a deaf superhero. But, I mean, how can he stand up against Thanos and stuff? That's the fun bit. And I think that he's there to kind of show that you don't need superhuman powers to be a superhero kind of thing. I think that it it kind of is the whole, he's a normal guy. Because nobody ever says, oh, fucking Batman's just a normal dude and he's part of the goddamn Justice League. What is that about? Hawkeye is not Batman, but at the same time... Hawkeye has the ability to let his buddies handle it and he can shoot arrows from far away. That's kind of the point of the archer. They don't just show, they don't walk up to Thanos and punch him in the face. But yeah, so you sound like Eagle found his power was dumb. Arrows were lame. But I mean, he can always use a gun with rubber bullets in it. Nobody said that he can't do that. Gun with rubber bullets, somebody's robbing a bank, blow their knee right the fuck out. Nobody said that that wasn't the thing that you could do. Especially when, uh... Homelander is all about the American way, right? Homelander goes into Madame Vought's old office where they're tearing it down and fixing it up for, for Ashley to come back and take it over. Homelander would say, hey, you know what? I'm going to put Ashley in charge because she's somebody I can walk all over. 
So he goes and has a drink of old breast milk, which he heats up because, of course, you gotta have it warm. What is his thing with breast milk? Maybe he's just like, I never got to have this as a child. Maybe his memory is just really amazing. As a baby, I don't remember things that happened. This guy, maybe he has super memory too, which is dangerous. Oh god. Imagine the stuff that he remembers that he can punish people for now that he's super duper powerful. Which is probably like, that's maybe how he remembered the doctor, but we don't know how long that doctor tried to nurture his powers. He could have been trying to train him up till he was a teenager, for all we know. But it seems like he remembers that blanket, and he remembers being in that room. That scene feels like a memory from Homelander's brain. Pissed off he never got to have breast milk, so he's, goddammit, he's gonna have it now. Uh, it was really weird and gross, and... <laughs> He didn't just drink it. They decided to direct him to drink it in the grossest way possible. It seems like the only part of Madame Vought he's going to miss is the milk. Uh, you can also probably ask for breast milk. Like, you could just probably go on uh, Craigslist and be like, Hey, any of y'all lactating and you have extra milk? Because sometimes that happens. Like, moms who have extra milk will, like, donate it. And I'm sure he can just do that if that's if he needs breast milk that bad. That is his drug of choice. But maybe it's Madame Vought's breast milk was special. Ashley decides to actually take her job seriously, and she recruits uh, a Daredevil-type char character who's blind and has ridiculously good hearing to be in the Seven, and Homelander hates him because he's a cripple, as he calls it. I think he also hates him because, oh god, this is a superhero who's a kind of a goody-two-shoes kind of guy, who isn't on as crooked as the rest of them, and he also has the ability to hear very well very well which means he could probably hear homelander being an asshole through walls so he's like no i can't have that gotta deafen this guy so he does and he puts the fear of god into actually right then and there about like what he expects of her he's like i'm gonna walk all over you you are my puppet you are my eyes and ears and that is fucking it you don't actually work <laughs> i work through you so it seems that gus knows what's going on gus is not stupid gus seems to know everything that goes on in his building and when homelander goes up to him and goes hey you had this new chick join uh, Stormfront who's like recording shit all the time. Who is that? What the fuck's going on? I like Stormfront. She seems spunky. Like she seems like she's ready to get to work. And I like that she's, it's cute that she's talking to like, I think her grandma on the, on her phone and being, look, it's fucking Homelander. Like she feels like any one of us would feel joining this kind of group where I felt that um, Starlight was, I think, purposefully super perfect. Uh, as a person to join the seven this this chick seems flawed in a fangirl way that we all would be joining a group like this but Gus explains to us the history of Vought and the fact that Homelander ain't shit and that he's actually in control Homelander can Homelander could live in the capital and in the castle and he could wear nice clothes but do not be confused Gus is in control here I love how he got in Homelander's face and was like fucking do something bitch you won't this is how the business is going to work around here. And Homelander just kind of seethed in his own piss about it. Sometimes you got to just show confidence. And that's enough to make you... Showing confidence is enough to make, like, make you a leader. You don't necessarily have to be the biggest or the strongest. You just have to be the smoothest. And shit, maybe that's Gus's power. Maybe he's gifted with the gift of gab. I mean, why wouldn't you take Compound V? You work here. But then again, maybe he doesn't take Compound V because he knows it's highly addictive so one of Huey's plans was hey let's let's talk to let's get some compound v let's talk to uh the cia lady to get some information she can't give them the office in the Flatiron building anymore but she can help them by taking down vaught which is the whole point especially since they're wanted criminals now they have their names and pictures on the news she met she says the wrong thing and her head fucking pops why does that happen i don't know considering the fact that like we see homelander coming back to the to the building and going like ah 
Well, that was, that's done. He looked like he just got finished handling business. So I'm assuming he popped her head from far away with laser vision, even though we've never seen his powers work like that before. Otherwise, I don't know how that happened outside of they put a chip in her brain to make sure she doesn't talk. Is That's the only other thing I can think of. You say the V word, your head fucking explodes. So the fact that that happened, it feels like it took away all their options. Until, at the very end of this, Butcher comes back. Apparently, fucking Frenchie could just call him whenever. And Butcher comes back, and he's wearing a tracksuit, and he's like, Daddy's home! And fucking Huey's just like, this motherfucker. And I get it. I am in the same boat as Huey. It looks doesn't look like Butcher really is too upset about what happened. He's like, look, I need these people. I need to be able to use them. They need to be able to use me. It's a use-use relationship. And that's that. Hopefully... Butcher can turn his shit around. I'm glad that they're doing something with The Deep because I was really concerned about ju it just being torture porn with him. But like I said, at some point you're like, yeah, he got what he deserved. And then it's like, okay, you can stop now. I don't think he's realized that he's made a mistake yet. Definitely not. I think that's the part he needs. So maybe this cult is good for him in that way. But um, I still, I just don't want to watch him get tortured. <laughs> like, you, why are you, why are you putting me through this? This episode, for being a slower episode than the start of season one, it was still juicy. There was no lack of juice here, even though it wasn't brought to you with firecrackers, with sparklers, you know, sticking out of it. It was still juicy. That's the boys. Definitely give me some criticism. Tell me what we can do to change things up, to make, to spice things up around here. At audio underscore D. E, e on twitter give me a hot take there as well like what do you think's happening in this episode no spoilers though i would rather not be spoiled on what's about to happen i like being fresh like like a daisy i also have an instagram but it's not quite finished yet as always uh subscribe and thanks for hanging out